When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Ike is out tonight, but it's just the three of us. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing? I'm doing uh, I am doing all right. How about y'all? I made you Ike. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll, let's... <laughs> Let's get to it, guys. Let's let's talk about. We had Brian Matthews on uh, of ArmorSports.com last week, and so we've we've continued to discuss recruiting because a lot has been occurring. Uh, we got Jeremiah Cobb uh, as a commitment last Friday. You guys discussed that on the live show on Sunday, mm-hmm. but we got another commitment since then. Uh, Carmelo English has committed to Auburn, and so we want to definitely discuss that. Uh, let's take a look at some of his stats, shall we? Carmelo English is a four-star recruit out of Central High School located in Phoenix City, Alabama. Uh, He stands at six feet, uh, 182 pounds. He's the 123rd recruit in the nation. He's the 13th player in the state of Alabama, 20th wide receiver in the recruiting class, and he chose Auburn over Tennessee and Clemson. If you recall, there was a little bit of drama, but not really. He was supposed to commit this past Saturday, but pushed it back. Uh, but all indications were that he was still going to commit to Auburn, and a few days later, he did that. Uh, he joins previously mentioned Jeremiah Cobb, Terrence Love, Braden Joyner as the four current members of this 2023 recruiting class. Mike G, I'll start with you because you've you've seen some uh, video of this guy. What what are some of your initial impressions of this kid? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Uh, well, I've done my homework on Carmelo, and this is a supremely talented player. Now, uh, best class in the state of Alabama, in the history of the state of Alabama, obviously, Carmelo English is got, has a chance to be part of the rejuvenation of the Auburn football offense. You know, six foot, 182 pounds. He's got decent size on him. Uh, I've seen clips of him going up to get balls. He's got great hands, uh, long strides, you know, so he's got decent speed. This is a great get. And 
This is one of the first gets in a long time out of central Phoenix City down the road. So if you don't know about Central, you know, that's you know, you know, that's my high school, but they've been putting out good football players that have been going other places for a long time. Yes. It's been a it's been a while since we've gotten a kid out of Central. So uh, you know, we sat down with Coach Harson during our interview and we asked him about recruiting the state of Alabama and how important it is. And I think that this commitment signifies the importance of trying to take back the state of Alabama and recruiting somewhat. Now, I don't you're never gonna dominate it, not with Saban here uh in Alabama up the road, but uh you gotta get your fair share of the recruits that are in your backyard because that's always gonna compro- uh, comprise a majority of your recruiting class. So Carmelo English, really like him. I think he has a chance to be a good player here. Um, you know, I, I understand that this young man has some hurdles to cross to get to Auburn, but you know, the coaches are recruiting him because they like him and they think that he can do that. This is not a coach that is bringing in problem kids. Now, when I say that, I mean um, kids with like behavior issues. And, you know, he's a, he's a good kid, man. He's a good kid. He's just got to buckle down on the studies, make sure he can get qualified and come into Auburn, man. Yeah, I like it. I like this pickup. I think it's a solid pickup. Yeah, for sure. Be your thoughts on this pickup? The first thing I thought, and it was the first thing I tweeted from the World Report account, this is what having an NFL position coach does for your program. Every recruit that's come out of the state of Alabama that has been must-get, um, I think Lawrence, See here, he made the reference. Justin Ross went to Phoenix City. Phoenix mm-hmm. City is like 40 minutes from the middle of Auburn. Yeah. You go down 280, um, and and then you're going to just run right into it. Um, I'm Actually, when we were back in college, we made a trip or two to Phoenix City to hang out with uh, – with Mike G and actually the Bab family. I don't even know if they if they watch, but they they're good people and um made that trip a couple of times. So it's not far at all. So they say some kids want to get far away for college, and maybe that's a factor. I think that wide receivers weren't impressed with the offense we were running here, with what wide receivers did when they came out of our offense and went to the NFL, if they made it, how few of them made it, um, how little they they did on the field to display their skills. And mm-hmm. there's there's you can't out recruit that. You can't out recruit. You can tell kids whatever you want to tell them. You're gonna be the the primary go to. You're gonna be our star. We need you. We got a quarterback coming in just for you. We're gonna be able to get the quarterback that you love because you're here. But man, they watch. They're watching those games in the falls. They they see what's going on. They see what's going on on draft day. Ricardo right. Lewis coming out and saying, "Hey man, we didn't do nothing." <laughs> Coach just said I had to be coached up from the ground up all over again. Yeah. And time and time again, it's showing and being proven that with the exception of Anthony Schwartz very recently and um, Duke William kind of battled his way back into the NFL after going the, the CFL route and getting cut from a couple camps early, there was very little sticking for NFL, for Auburn wide receivers in the NFL. But you know what? You want to fix that perception? You want to fix that problem? I got a guy that's been coaching guys, and you saw them. You saw Claypool making plays last year for the Steelers. You saw Juju Smith-Schuster. I got it right that time. Making plays for the Steelers. Come on in. I'm that dude. I left there to come here because I can make this wide receiver central. Let's do it. So you can get the one of the, I don't know if he is the top rated wide receiver in the state, 
or one of the top-rated wide receivers in the state. But choice, the point is, you think we were getting wide receivers ranked inside the, the 150 of the ESPN 300? Mm-hmm. No, we weren't getting that. This is instant returns on the hire that Brian Harson made by going and getting a NFL wide receiver coach, not a guy who had been all over college and could recruit. Um, he knew all the tricks of the trade and was the, the fifth best rated recruiter according to rivals. No, he didn't get that. He got a dude that coaches and knows exactly what to do with the guys who are get, who are already where you're trying to get to. What better sell is there than you want to get there? Here. I got a guy who was just there. Let him tell you what to do. Let him coach you up, and you'll be on the way there no matter what. That's what it is. It was instant returns on that, and I'm glad that we can see that pro focus more from Harson than we did from Gus. I'm glad to see his paying dividends because we still have not proven on the field that we have an offense that, that or a quarterback necessarily. We haven't shown proficiency at wide receiver or at quarterback. So this is a bit of selling. This is some trust. This is that recruit. This is Carmelo English buying what they're selling. And I think it's probably mostly on the strength of the guy that you have coaching him directly. Right. Now, remember, B, not only is he an NFL guy, but he's also an SEC guy. Right. He played at uh, Florida. Yeah, under Spurrier in that fun and gun offense. Mm -hmm. So he knows all about, you know, running up and down the field and catching balls and, you know, Kick and tail, like this is a this is a really good pickup. You know, I kill your gives me uh, Austin Davis vibes. Uh, Zach Calzada said Austin Davis played a big role in his decision to commit because he sold right. the vision and all this stuff. And when you bring in these NFL guys, yeah, it's such an underrated recruiting tool to have coaches mm-hmm. that have. Coached in the NFL, but aren't like super, super old. Like you know, I coached in the eighties. I mean, it's a, yeah, absolutely. You know, right. I mean, he played in the uh, late nineties, and you know, he's coaching guys that, to B's point, uh, these kids are watching on TV in the NFL. You know, he can point to these kids and be like, "Hey, man, you want to be the next Juju? You want to be the next Claypool? Come play for me." Mm-hmm. That's big. That's really big. I think Carmelo English fits in that mold. And really has a chance to contribute at a high level if we get the, when we get the passing game going. Mm-hmm. They're going to get it going, I think. I thought we saw shades of that last year. There was enough on tape last year for people to say, okay, you know, Kobe got enough balls thrown at him. Shed got enough balls thrown at him. And mm-hmm. to Josh Pate's point about recruiting, you know, our coaches can just point to what we did last year and say, hey, listen, it didn't work all the time, but mainly because we didn't have you. Right. So... If you come, look what we did, what we're doing at quarterback, look what we're doing with the offense, and, and if we have you to plug in at receiver, uh, you could have a lot of success here. So I'm I'm really excited about these pickups. It's going to be slow. The recruiting cycle is going to be slow for Auburn because a lot of people are going to be in wait-and-see mode. Right. Um, there's still some negative recruiting happening from what happened earlier this um, uh, earlier season. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was – yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot in recruiting with all that off-season mess. Uh, you know, the message boards, Twitter, like all that stuff with rumors just running rampant. And they need to go out and show recruits stability. So, to again, to Brian's point, it's a sell at this point. Because you have to sell a lot of what you haven't done and what they haven't seen right. to date. 
and they're doing it. I think after they've shown a little bit more on the field, recruiting will start to pick up. And I'll tell you, um, until that ink dries in December, right. I, I'm not going to get too it ain't too, up, get. Ain't too up or too yeah, down about anybody get. who commits or doesn't commit at this point, right? Yeah. I just because uh, we've seen we've seen kids do it at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, they change their mind, and also. Uh, the, the geography of this, man, uh, uh, some kids want to go, like, if you're a top recruit in the country and you've got your pick of the litter, you're going to go play wherever's best for you. Right. But that's not a ton of kids. So for those that are good, but, you know, maybe aren't getting recruited by every school in the country, staying close to home is important. If you're Carmelo and your folks live down there in Phoenix City, they get to come see you play every Saturday. Right. Yeah, we have a home game. Your folks can just make a short trip up the road, fill up the tank, and make it round trip <laughs> to see you play on Saturdays. That means a lot to a lot of these kids. That's why it's so important to recruit at home, especially when you live in a recruit you you reside in a recruiting hotbed. Right. That is the advantage that Auburn has over a lot of Northwest schools. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Washington, <laughs> it's su- it sucks to be you. Might be railing on Washington. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got me riled up about Washington the other day. If you're Washington, I don't don't think you can call uh, it a straight bullet at this point. B. Yeah, it's. Mm. I mean, it it sucks to be you. It's cold. It's overcast. It's dreary, and you don't have a ton of talent. Not to say that there isn't talent in the state of Washington. There's just not as much. Yeah, and your top talent. All the other. Big schools, the the the, uh, the recruiting powerhouses that reside in better weather, you know, and have all the geographical advantages over you, they're cherry picking those kids. They'll leave the state. You know, I think so. It's important for Auburn to get our slice of our pie before Texas and Oklahoma join the conference. Watch these guys raid the state of Alabama. It's coming. Well, you think so? I don't think so because I don't think Texas has to, with what they can put in recruits' pockets right now, they don't have to raid our state. They're just going to say, hey, you, 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 I want you from wherever you're from. They don't have to focus on Alabama. They can get the best player out of Oklahoma, the best player out of Texas, the best player out of Arkansas and say, come here because I got the NIL and it is working. Yeah, but they'll make a push for like the top five players in the state every year. Is what I'm saying. Like I mean, you're, you're going mean, to seriously it's, contend it's, it's with give them. Or, it's give or take because because that gives us access to their state even more with with schools like A and M already there. So yeah, right. and kids want to play in the SEC. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, we get kids out of Texas. You know, I think Jay Fair is out of Texas. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, we get kids out of Texas for sure. But you know, once they join the conference, man, the heat turns up. So mark your territory now. Pee on everything so that they know that <laughs> this is our territory. That's and how you mark the territory. You, you, can't, you can't come in here, and, and, and it's not going to be easy pickings. Uh, uh, can you imagine for, like, USC and UCLA and all those California schools letting Bryce Young get out of the state? Mm-hmm. Sucks and, for and then watching him win a Heisman. I mean. <laughs> right. And, right. Take their, and take his school to a national title in his first year starting. Uh, that's, that sucks for them. Yeah. I'm telling you, like once those guys join the conference, we're going to experience uh, some of that. Those schools are not not that they are are absolutely going to be able to get them, but I think I think the contention heats up 
once they turn, you know, so start start getting those kids now, man. We have to take back the state. We've been losing our ass in the state of Alabama since Gus's first year. Yeah. You know, and before that, man, after Saban came that. in and the, the Julio Joneses and all these kids that are just leaving the state all the time, it sucks, man. It sucks to lose at home. Well, so, let, let's, let's talk about that. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. There's a few kids in our state, top 10, who if they're not going to Bama, they're going elsewhere. Uh, The number one player, according to rivals, A.J. Harris is going to Georgia. Uh, Mm -hmm. Christopher uh, Vizina. He's going to Clemson. Uh, of course, the big news this week was uh, Keldrick Falk, who was believed to be an Auburn lean, is going to FSU. And that hurts for three reasons. Number one, it's Florida State. Number two, this is a guy that was in a position of need. Now, granted, we're, we're fine at edge position this year, but mm-hmm. 2023, we need bodies. Mm-hmm. And... You can sell them everything, just about playing time, the whole nine. So for him to go out of state hurts. But then again, this is another guy, number three. This is another guy leaving to go out of state. So it's not like we're talking about the Bamas here. We're talking about the FSUs. Our thoughts on this situation, um, needing this guy because of what he means for that edge position group for the future. (laughs) What's your take on that, guys? Um, man, I, I know the fan base got a little riled up about that, but uh, um, whenever there is a last minute, hold up, I'm, I'm hold on, I'm gonna change. Let let me, I'm, I'm gonna commit tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll let y'all know in two days. I, I'm changing my mind. Y'all know what's going on. Come on, somebody up the deal. Somebody matched. They matched it, or they beat whatever was on the table as far as what this kid believed would be. They, I, I, don't, I still don't think they can legitimately sell NIL. And don't get me wrong. I don't think all the teams are playing by the rules and saying, hey, well, we can't tell you anything we don't know. We're going to refer you to our collective, and you can talk to them about it. We're not going to tell you that. But the collective's going to tell you, hey, come here, come here. You know we got a deal with a couple sponsors already lined up for you. You come down here, and we got you. Something happened because you don't have everybody – painting this guy to Auburn, and then last minute you flip to FSU. So for FSU, bravo. You know, they haven't recruited terribly the last three years. They just played terribly. And uh, we probably are a more stable foundation and destination than they are because their coach is one bad season away from being over with. He's in, he's in his, all right, buddy, you had three underwhelming years. Uh-huh. When's it going to get going? He's teetering. Um, and then just got their pocket rated for the best cornerback in the country the last recruiting cycle. He's He has to do some winning, so I have no doubt that they are urgent in a way that they have never been urgent before at Florida State. I'm not so riled up about that. The same reason we haven't been riled up about any of these recruiting decisions, including the classes that we signed the last couple of years, because the transfer portal makes most of this a moot point. 
most of recruiting is a moot point when it comes to guys who aren't sold yet. If you have to do all this extra jostling with them and convincing, then if it's on the edge between you and a couple schools, they could go that way, but they could also go your way. Yeah. You could you could pull them. We could have a great season on the field. Our edge rushers could we could put two in the NFL draft, Derek Hall, Echo Leota, and then have Dylan Brooks looking like a monster coming off the bench from behind those guys. And he's like, wait a minute. That that Brooks kid, I could play on the other side of him. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the prospects at that position look different. They could have a, another, I don't know what their record was last year at Florida State, a bad year. And then you it got more hot seat talk. Five and seven. Five and seven. Five and oh seven. They lost, and they lost to Florida, who had completely That's right. We thought imploded. that Florida State might, <laughs> mm-hmm. might get them at the end of the year, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, and they lost to Jacksonville State. Mm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And this this wasn't year one where he was just getting it together. This was year three. This was his third. Last year, correct me if I'm wrong, last year was his third year, correct? I think. It was at least his second. I know it wasn't his first year. But either way, they've got more to worry about than us. Recruiting is like a salve that you can put on a bad taste in your mouth. If you're programming doing great, then fans think, oh, better recruits. Yeah, that's going to make it better. Not really. If you're a bad team... You mismanage your talent. You don't evaluate properly. Look at Auburn. Our classes look great for like six straight years. That didn't stop us from being mediocre on the field. That is not the end-all, be-all. You've got to do something with that talent, man. You have to. So if they continue to flail, then we're going to be right back in contention for them either before signing day or after signing day. If things aren't stable and he he jumps ship, yeah. Let me tell you why I think this is about. I'm I'm joining B on somebody dropped a bag on this kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is go. He's going into his third season. In his first season, hmm. he was three and six, and then he improved to five and seven when we had a full year of more than just conference games. But you still had some really embarrassing losses. Um. I don't know that there's a lot pointing towards that they're trending up right now. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not seeing it. So if they have a, no, if they implode again this season, give, I, this kid, what was his name? Keldrick fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until the ink is dry on his commitment. Cause so that we're clear, nobody signs in July. Right. Right. Nobody, nobody signs in July guys. You sign in December. That's the new early signing period. You can sign again in February. Uh, or in between time, and uh, you can get be in the portal. And I just think when you look at it, it's it's they could crap the bed, and I think that's likely. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And and these kids will be back on the board. So I know that's not the that's not the um, ideal way to pull in a recruiting class. Mm-hmm. But damn it, it's the Auburn way. We do everything. We win at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do everything. When we win, we win at the last minute, in the 11th hour. Uh, we pull in recruits. We pull out of Nair Bowl. Uh, it's, it's just the way we do things. So I think that it, I wouldn't freak out. I just wouldn't freak out about who commits and decommits at this point. These kids have more decisions to make than they've ever had right? about where to attend school now that you have NIL in the picture. 
And uh, some of these guys are making decisions for their families. That's a sad reality. That's true. Some of these kids are going to be, are, you know, hey, mom and dad need the money. So I'm going here because they're dropping the bag. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that works out for them long term because, you know, if you make it to the league, you'll be able to help mom and dad a whole lot more than you will with NIL money from college. But my, my, my only my only concern with that, Mike, is that you having kids join a school not because of fit. You're joining because of something unrelated to football, which actually hurts your chances of getting to the next level. It's, it's a poor fit for it. Now, granted, you have the transfer portal. You can get out of there. But right. And that's something to keep in mind, too, with some of these guys going. They may not they may not decommit, but be on the lookout for them in the portal another year or year down the road because they're they're choosing places, not because of the fit, but because of something else. Yeah. Right. Listen, recruiting is doesn't stop until like next summer. Your right. class is not full. This is people need to get over these recruiting rankings because we don't have an accurate way of adding portal kids into it but they're they're impact players the same way jucos are impact players right i forgot which recruiting service it was but if you like back when we got cam it it would the big ones were rivals and scout and i think scout turned into like two four seven i think scout if you were juco you couldn't be rated over a three star Something like that. One of those big services you couldn't get through. You couldn't get a four star. That sounds sounds about right. As a JUCO. And back then, ESPN didn't even rate JUCOs. Right. Right. They didn't even give you a rating. But I just think when you look at it at the end of the day, um, recruiting has changed and, and people are having trouble adjusting to the new perception of what recruiting is. The portal is different. Guys, the portal just, it completely changes the game. Uh, BU said this about Texas A&M's best class ever, but I can't wait to track to see how many of those kids are still at Texas A&M next year. Now, I've started the clock right. already. Okay, yeah, sure. I can't wait to see how many of those kids say, you know what? It's a little too crowded in this backfield. It's a little too crowded at wide receiver. It's a little too crowded on this line. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go play someplace else. And And to the point, about why I think Texas A&M will not win the division while Jimbo is there. Number one, because I'm a hater. And I'm a Jimbo hater. Noted. Self-awareness is, is important. Thank you. Yeah. But one of the skills, are. of course, me and Mike have had this argument. Hey, if, you, if you're saying that you can't rate any college coach based on just results because things are uneven, then how do you rate them? What makes a college coach great? One thing that makes Nick Saban actually worthy of being considered one of the greatest college coaches is his ability to manage the surplus of talent that he gets. Because what happens very frequently is if you become known for having a lot of good players, then players come in, they got the big head, they run the city, it's all about them, and then they can laze off because they know that they're the star. If you put a a five-star player on a team where they rarely get over a three-star guy, then, I mean, he's the king of the, of the campus, and he can strut, and he doesn't really have to work as hard because he knows he's, they, y'all need me. I don't have to worry about doing all this extra stuff. Right. What Saban's, one of his wins that he actually won, and not just the one that everybody who's Alabama fan thinks that he invented football, is that he found a way to get those guys coming back but playing up to his standard and mm-hmm. blocking out a lot of the noise. Now, some of it is just him doing coach speak stuff and acting like they're worse than they are. Because some coaches do that. Belichick does that. He's known for doing that. They say you can play a perfect game and 
film that week is going to be, hey, look at this one block you missed. We beat yeah. them 43-2, to two, but look, you missed that block. That's terrible. Um, I don't think Jimbo Fisher has created that atmosphere. And the reason I say that is because Texas a and they weren't recruiting they poorly were before right now. They, they, so, they, were top, they were top six in recruiting about right. every year. So if you're going to be top six in recruiting, but your best receiver was a, a tight end, you weren't recruiting wide receivers for the last four years? You weren't recruiting wide receivers? So what's going on over there? I don't understand why Mike said, hey, they replaced their whole offensive line. Hey, they get every cycle. They get to get some offensive linemen. Where the offensive linemen at? He gets guys in there, but it seems to be kind of what plagued us a little bit, which is guys get there and they don't play up to a certain standard or they don't work hard enough to realize their full potential. That's on the coach. And Jimbo is the person who's in charge of that batch of talent right now. Do I have confidence in the fact that Jimbo Fisher is going to set the proper tone and set a standard where everybody works hard and tries to outwork each other and nobody's getting too lazy when the thing that got them there was a bunch of payments? No. I don't believe that Jimbo Fisher can manage that well. So I'm not so worried about them being scary because I haven't seen enough from that coach to believe that he knows what to do with all that talent. We will look very attractive by comparison, not just because... If our players play up to their potential or past it, when people start hitting the portal, it's not just going to be about, well, who was I looking at coming out of high school? It's going to be like, oh, they got something going on over there. Oh, they went second round, late first. Okay, that's my position. Now, I think they know what they're doing over there. We got it good, man. We don't have to treat them like divas coming in. You go after them. You sell them the pitch. You sell them development. You sell, sell them playing time. You sell them system. And you tell the truth about those things. And yes, we have NIL building over here. We're just not going to be doing Texas A&M NIL. And it's not going to be this wild, wild west stuff. It's going to be structured and it's going to be legitimate. And yes, you can make your money, but it's not going to be what other people are talking. Cool. Let those teams and those organizations pay out the wazoo to get those guys for that first year, maybe two. And then when we re-recruit you after you're in the portal, you'll be able to be convinced by result that we're the better place for you. And by the way, uh, B, it's it's Jimothy, not not Jimbo Fisher. Uh, you you You're said right. his name. I gotta get back into my hate mode. Yeah, yeah. And say yeah. say his name wrong. That's that's a classic hate move. Oh, what's his name? Old dude. Old buddy. Old old dude is really hate. Me.